everyone. Welcome to the podcast too. The podcast. This is going to be episode four, Reloaded. With me today is co-host one, which is me, and then co-host two, which Hi, is... Hi, nice to meet you. This guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm co-host two. So anyways, today we're going to talk about right now is... Have you guys ever went to a computer cafe where you just wanted to go and chill, log in, play some Team Fortress 2 or some uh, CSGO, or any of those fun computer games because you don't have a computer system at your house strong enough to run any of those games. Or you just and poor. Also, yeah, you're just poor. You're poor yeah. shit. Like that, that was my problem. I, I never had enough money or the knowledge to build a two to $3,000 gaming computer. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that a little a little thing called Steam existed. Oh, really? Yeah. For a long time, know, you didn't know? I, I, I didn't know. This was like middle school and early high school. I had no idea that Steam was a thing. And Steam had all the games that I wanted. Our Father, who orbs in heaven, see us be thy game. Uncased begun, them skins be won, covert and not a mill spec. Give us this day a stat track knife, and forgive us when we rage quit, as we forgive those who aimbot against us, and lead us not to scam nation, and deliver us a battle scarred. Gaben. But uh, oh, like, yeah, yeah, the inter- yeah, the internet cafes, uh, they had they they had Steam, but they always dressed it up in their like own uh, UI kind of thing. So I didn't know it was like a, a Steam, but with a nice uh, a nice outer layer to make it look unique to to their little cafe thing. That is true. That is true. They 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 make it customizable, where they they can make it. Kind of go with a theme, whatever theme they're going for in that cafe. Mm-hmm. But, um, and also, I mean, I love them, but I did notice that um, they were lacking, at least the ones I used to go to, they were lacking on some of the bigger games, which I always was like, uh, I wish I was able to play that game. But most of the time, I mean, most of the time they had the pretty known games. You know, they usually have the, the Gary's Mod and all, all the big bangers at the time. Ooh, yeah, I love Gary's Mod. Oh, Gary's dude, mod. I spent hours. Dude, what, when, when, I, when I just started to, like, actually get some of the games from, like, from the internet cafe into my own personal computer, Gary's Mod was, like, the very first game, right? It was Gary's mm. Mod, and then it was Left 4 Dead. But I spent so much time in Gary's Mod. Gary's Mod was basically, like, Ready Player One for me. It, it, I just downloaded all these add-ons. And mods through Steam Workshop, and I just do. I just I got lost in the sauce of that game. <laughs> me, me, I, I sadly never was. I never owned Gary's mod, like like personally. I never owned it, so I've always had to go to um, a computer cafe just to play it. So I would spend pretty good amount of money. Like like when I started first working, I mean no lie, probably. Every paycheck, almost half of it was going to a computer cafe. 
Oh man, you know, in the the grand scheme of things, even though like I mentioned, like uh, I went to the internet cafes because I couldn't really afford like a high end computer or any of the games that they had. In the grand scheme of things, it was actually cheaper just to own your shit. I, know, I was going really in. About it. <laughs> I was going in constantly, you know, every like every other weekend, you know, just dropping money. I forgot. I forgot the rates it was. I think what was it like? It's like uh, ten bucks for an hour and a half or something like that, and every additional a- uh, hour was like three dollars. I forget. I forget how it was, but well, these I, guys were I, making I, a killing at the time. They were making a killing. Oh yeah. I mean, it was always packed, and a lot of times I had to wait just to get a computer. Yeah, but, but uh, it was, it was uh, happening, man. It was happening like back in the late uh late aughts and early 2010s that was that was the cool place to be you know well actually uh i'm gonna bring up uh the one place i used to go to was and i also i know you used to go to was uh netfrags we used Mm. to go there a lot that was a pretty big uh computer cafe in our area netfrags yeah netfrag okay i used to go to a place called fantasy uh, oh shit! I used to go with Fantasy too. Fantasy was cool because it was like the first place I ever went to, right? But uh-huh. Netfrags was just better. <laughs> and when I mean better, it's just like they the just when when you walk into uh, Fantasy, it was literally like a rented out office space with like four rows of computers, and that was about it, like a vending machine, whatnot. But Netfrags. Netfrags looked like uh, it looked like it looked like uh, it was like a dark room with neon and everything. It looked like a, a real a real gamer esque place to be, and they had like what dubstep playing in the background. It was just like it was it was a it was for the gamers, yo. <laughs> Every time I walked in there, and of course, granted, it was before I, I looked around and actually saw the area, but um. Or I mean the people that were there, but um, as soon as you walk in and you see like the 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 decor and the music going, it almost feels like you're at a, like a little mini rave. Yeah. And then and then and you notice all the computers and all the nerds, and then you're like, oh, never mind, I'm not at a rave. I'm inside a computer cafe. <laughs> yeah, there's no chicks, no nothing, no drugs. Actually, no lie. Uh, a couple years ago, when I when the last time I went, there was a lot more girls going. I, I was yeah. actually happy because it was a lot more. Um, Damn. Diverse. Damn. Yeah. So we, when we, I used to go, it was just older white men that that stunk. <laughs> yeah. We we were too early, man. We were too early. We did it when everyone else thought it was too fucking nerdy, but now everyone does it. Yeah, everybody wants to be a gamer. Now, sheesh. But the one thing I did like about Netflix was right next door was a uh, Pizza Hut and also a Starbucks. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's a pizza place conveniently. Do they ever gain just business? <laughs> just, oh, just, dude. That was like a perfect union. The Pizza Hut right next to the Netflix. That's such a smart. Just, there, It was like a parasite no latched on to, to a host. <laughs> you know, it was just leeching up. <laughs> leeching off its customers 
Well, well, for me, because um, I, I remember they had deals back in the day. I don't know if they still have it, but you will pay twenty four dollars for twenty four hours because it was you know it was open twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five days of the week or of the year, and they never closed. Even for holidays, they were always open. That's why I loved oh, about it. Shit, yeah, I remember that, and that makes me. That always made me. Uh, have you ever thought like when they turn the lights on in that place how awful in this look I, i've seen it oh man what is it like man oh dude this this uh i'm gonna tell you a little story i've done it probably hmm, probably 10 or 15 times out of my life i mean more than than i would like to admit but i'm admitting to it i used to buy because i used to have nowhere to go i mean i had my house but it's like like you know those weekends where like uh, your friends just don't want to hang out or because also because I used to work graveyard when I used to live over there. So I used to have to work Friday nights. So I would have Saturday and Sunday night off. So on mm-hmm. a Sunday night, you know, everyone is sleeping because they have work on Monday, work or school on Monday. So I was all by myself every Sunday night. So on Sunday night, I was like, who else is open? But my good friends, uh, Netflix, you know, they're always open for me. So I'll go there. Fuck, dude. I'll go there like one or two in the afternoon on Sunday, pay the $24, fall asleep, and then I'll wake up. Like I, It was always around five or six in the morning. It's when they turn the lights on and they'll start cleaning the area because that's usually when nobody's there. And usually I was the only one there. Like like I got to know the workers that good because I'll be the only one sleeping there because I'll actually, like, you know, the, the, the seats they had there were pretty comfortable. So I used to lay back, fucking knock out for like an hour or two. I didn't care that I was wasting my hours. And then I'll wake up and they'll be just cleaning. And it was just a war zone. I mean, there's just Pizza Hut boxes everywhere, Starbucks cups knocked over. I mean, I felt bad for some of those those, those workers, but they had to clean up after the pigs. I mean, at least for me, I always made sure I cleaned up my area anytime I would go anywhere or if I was going to leave. You know, I was, I was courteous enough where I will like, go clean up my area. But these people, they will just leave the bags of chips everywhere, fucking crumbs everywhere. I remember for a little bit, they had a, a ants problem because everyone was just leaving their crumbs everywhere. I would Sometimes imagine. you'd be on a computer and there'd be a fucking ants crawling over your hand. Oh, man. Ugh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I always thought that. Even when I was there, I was like, how do they, how do they manage? Because there's always people coming and going, you know? It must. It, it must. It, it, it'd be like a like a, a restaurant that was twenty four hours. You know, imagine all like the like just the leftover crap, and the workers have to work efficiently because if they slow down just a little bit, then the trash will start piling up. Well, and also I felt bad for them because they always had just one worker on duty. I mean, yeah. early on they used to always have two. They always have like a cashier. And then I'll have that uh, more computer guy where he'll be like dealing with uh, computer computer issues or even mm-hmm. like, you know, like you have to sign in for a controller for the, you know, well, at the time it was a PS3 and a PS or a Xbox 360. Yeah. But, um, you know, he always had to check though your uh, ID in just to have a game and a controller. But I know later on, I think they just got cheap and then was have just one employee doing all that work. So I felt bad for whoever was on shift. Dude, uh, uh, I wonder if they've ever gone hacked. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine they probably have had issues like that in the past. I mean, 
I, I mean, they've been around for so long. I mean, I'm sure that they've had some kind of issue at, at some mm-hmm. point. Imagine someone just walking in with like a, a, a flash drive and just they hooked up to a computer and they just infected it. And then <laughs> because they're all they should they they should all be under like the same network, right? They so are all yeah. set up. So it starts spreading into all the computers, dude. Do they, do, do they have like the guy behind the desk in the front? It's like try to like combat that. That'd be really dangerous, man. Like, I don't know. Like, it's amazing that they have something like that set up. Especially in this day and age. And also, I know a lot of people will pay with their credit cards. Me, a lot of times, I always want to pay cash because I, don't, I never trusted it. I mean, of course, I, I trust that, that they have a strong enough system or some kind of... I don't know. I don't know if they have some kind of firewall or something. But at the same point in time, I always want to pay cash because I was always worried about that. I was like... Why well, can't they just hack everything and then steal my information? Yeah, man. Yeah. Ooh. It's 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 uh. You never think about that when you're younger. I never thought about that, but now that I do, I'm just like, damn. Like that that is a possibility that can happen nowadays. Well, and also I think back in the day it wasn't as rapid. I mean, sure you had your hackers, but it feels like nowadays there's more than ever. I don't know if it's just because we know more about them or it's just everyone's like, hey, I could do it. Let me go mm-hmm. fucking do it. Steal some fucking information. I feel like a lot of the guys that work there are, uh, that's like the side thing that they do. And they, uh, they, they, they're like uh, IT guys, right? So they can they could probably handle that. But I remember um, at Netflix, I remember uh, I got to know the employees pretty good. And yeah. I remember they, they said uh, uh, for a little while they were having problems with people giving them fake IDs. Uh-huh. And what they'll do is they'll give them a fake ID, take whatever game, because you know they always had the newest game out for the PS3 and the Xbox 360. And then when the PS4 and the Xbox One came around, yeah. they always had the newest game. It didn't matter what it was. It was like day one. They had all these copies for, of them. I don't know if they had a deal with Game uh, GameStop or like Target or any of them. But they always had all the discs ready. The brand new Call of Duty, whatever it was. And I remember for a little while, they were having people come in with fake IDs. So give them the ID and then they'll take the game and the controller home and they'll just leave the fake ID there because they didn't care because it was fake. So they'll leave yeah. it there and they'll just walk out right right with uh, their fucking game and controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the game? Uh, the game they, itself, yeah. The physical copy. The physical copy. Oh. Oh yeah, because the physical back copy. Then, they only with, had well, yeah, they they would have because PlayStation Three and PlayStation Four generation, right? So uh-huh. PlayStation Three was like the first PlayStation to really like start doing online stuff. So like online copies of the game was still kind of like a concept. So, I, yeah, they probably were buying physical discs. Because, like, around the time the PlayStation 4 came out, like, that's when, like, uh, like digital copies of games were kind of the norm. But, like, they usually had the physical copies come out first, and then they would uh, implement the online versions. But that's crazy, Matt. Yeah, man, like, I, I feel like, dude, they, they probably have to deal with so much crap. All these randos just showing up and just messing with these computers, like that—that that must be real stressful. 
But um, <clears throat> what was your? Where were some stories you had at Netfrags? Like, like what? What are some stories you might have had that that was just weird and unique, and just like just memorable when you were For, any of the times you've gone to Netfrags? Okay, so a memorable story that I can that I know. Uh, man, I I would say. Uh, this one time when I took my my little brother with me to go play Left 4 Dead. So my little brother and I were real big fans of Left 4 Dead. And we used to play Left 4 Dead all the time. Uh, back when we used to go to Fantasy, right? Uh, as a matter of fact, Left 4 Dead was probably like the first modern game that I've ever played. So before I, I was playing Left 4 Dead, the games that I would play were like like 3D platformers on like PlayStation 2 and such. So I used to play stuff like Ratchet and Clank, Jack, Sly Cooper. I used to play like racing games. You know, like I wasn't really into like uh like uh PC gaming. I wasn't really into like first person shooters. Stuff that like you usually associate PC gaming with, right? So I was you're you're, into, you're a filthy console peasant. Yeah, I was a console peasant, but I was a young console <laughs> peasant where I was playing like kids games basically. Uh-huh. So uh, when 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 uh, my best friend at the time he was like yeah come with me to Fantasy and we could play games I was like oh okay all right so I go there and the first game he tells me to boot up is uh, Left 4 Dead and I've never played before so I boot up Left 4 Dead and I start playing it and it's like holy crap like it looks so real it's realistic because this was like the first like HD game I've ever played. It's kind of uh, hard to explain, but I literally, from that day, I jumped from, like, shit like Sly Cooper and Ratchet and Clank, just, like, low, pol- like, not low polygon, but just, like, just basic games, right, that are for, like, children, to, like, freaking Left 4 Dead, where it's, like, it looks kind of real at the time. It looked realistic. Just, uh, I-, I can't explain it, like. When you play a game that's simple like Sly Cooper and then you jump to something where you're, you're literally killing zombies and there's blood and there's guns and they sound real and it, everything looks real. It was like a system shock, you know, for me. Like, it was like uh, uh, it was like an eye opening experience. I was like, oh, damn, video games are this is a big kid video game right here. Like I this is this is very immersive. So I got hooked instantly like. I played Left 4 Dead, and I got into, like, Counter-Strike Source because that, uh, that was the version for Counter-Strike at the time. And I got into a whole bunch of other games. But, yeah, I used to play Left 4 Dead uh, all the time. And then Net, uh, I w- when I jumped over to Netfrags, I still played Left 4 Dead uh, there. But it was, like, Left 4 Dead 2. And I was like, oh, I'm going to invite my little brother because he also I, – I invite him over uh, to Fantasy sometimes. So – when Left 4 Dead 2 came out, and we were we went over to Netfrags to play it, and it was such a fun experience because I think at that time uh, 2 had released and everybody was jumping on it, and I remember it was uh, I forget who it was. It was my best friend at the time, another of his friends, and then um, and then my my little brother and I, and it was like a four person team because that's how Left 4 Dead is, and we were all playing together, and we were just trying to like because. At that time, nobody knew like what what was going on with Left 4 Dead 2. We didn't know that they had new enemies like the jockey, 
and the uh, the Charger, the new you know the news special zombies. So just like experiencing that, like the zo- the jockey uh, jumping on us, and just like basically hijacking us, dude. We we were screaming our asses off. We were like, get this motherfucker off me. And the Charger too. We used to make fun of the Charger. It's like this guy definitely has a Pornhub subscription. So yeah, and then <laughs> and then, and then the fucking <laughs> yeah, and then the the spitter had like saggy tits. So we used to call it. We were like, oh yeah, dude, that, look at your mom's in the game, bro. <laughs> so like stupid, bull, like middle school bullshit like that. It's real fun, man. And um, dude, I used to because like in the end of the game, there's the the bridge level, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, that that was my. F- favorite like left for dead has like the best ending levels like in the first game you had the house the farmhouse and the second game was the bridge you have to go through the bridge and there were swarms of zombies go, like charging you and then when, once you get past the bridge you have to run to the extraction zone and there's like they throw everything at you they throw tanks they throw just everything that like they the, like the entire all the zombies that you kill throughout the game they basically come back and they swarm you. So, oh my gosh. And then one of us would be like the sacrifice to hold. We would hold back like the horde while everybody else escapes. It was great, man. It was, it was great fun. And then, um, well, I, I remember that level um, because I remember I used to play with my other friends too. And oh man, I remember there would be like five or six tanks all at once. They're just like one after another. You thought you killed one? Like, all right, we got one down, and then here's, like, another fucking two pop out. You're like, yeah. ah! <laughs> when you were playing that level, uh, were were you the guy, were you, like, the player that would uh go in through the bridge, or were you the kind of player that was outside the bridge? Cause I was okay. almost always outside. I, I just wanted to – I mean, I didn't care about um finishing the level. Of course I did, but I was just having so much fun. I was always the guy just out there just trying to kill as much zombies as I can. Yeah, that was my thing. Uh, what my play style in Left 4 Dead was always like, char- like just just head on charging. But that play style is pretty fun too. Like, uh, because you're a lot safer, and, and if you if you're strapped with like pipe bombs and whatnot, you get a lot of kills. It's real great. But mm-hmm. I used to just I used to love just like running up to zombies with the shotgun until the tank comes or the or the witch comes. But I don't think there was any witches in that level. I don't which remember is, if there was one or not. No, nah, but there's always a jockey, and jockeys really they they really mess you up, and uh, especially when you're on the top. Because I'm I know that there, there there's like I think a, a jockey on the top that if it, if he manages to to jump on you, dude, like he basically just causes you to, to commit suicide because you're on that the beams, you just fall instantly fall. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and then uh. Besides Left 4 Dead, I remember uh, when um, Prey came out. Remember that game Prey? Or, or... Oh, I know Prey, but I never played it. Mm, okay, a long time Well, not a long time ago. It's not like it was ancient, but when Prey came out, uh, Netfrax was like the very first to have it. And I, it was such a crazy game because um, it, it's kind of like Alien where you start off in the spaceship and you're like, you get your team together and you land on this planet and you're trying to hunt for like this, this, this alien. Right. But the thing is the alien grows. 
it goes through stages, right? It, like evolution. And um, I think I don't think that's what the game was named. Prey. I thought I think it was called like evolution or something like that. But uh, this 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 alien basically goes through different stages of evolution, right? So when it's in its first stage, it's like really weak. It basically ha- can't really defend itself all too well, and it relies on stealth. So this is like the best chance to really to really um, to really hunt it down, right? But once it goes to the second evolution, that's when it starts getting tougher. So uh, usually when when the uh, the alien reaches its second stage, uh, you could still take it out, but you can't really take it head on. You have to have the whole team with you. So usually the team, if they're if uh, they'll try going for it still, but if they're smart, they're gonna probably not go after it, and they're gonna plan ahead for the third stage. So the third stage is probably I think like the 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 final evolution for the monster. I don't know. It's been a long time. I think there's a lot more to this game, but the third the third evolution for this game. The, the monster reaches like its full maturity and it's basically like a fucking monster and it could take out your team like pretty easily so you really have to strat uh, like strategize uh big time so there the, each team member has like a different like quirk to them so you all have to play into each other's strengths and cover each other's weaknesses it was a pretty pretty solid game i remember playing it I was like, damn, this is this is cool, man. It may, it really did make me feel like a like I was in like a predator movie. So that was a really cool experience for me. How about you? Did you have any cool experiences? Um, with Netflix, I mean, every time I've gone, I've always had like a fun experience. Like I used to be that guy. I'll go over to Pizza Hut, get myself a nice medium or large pepperoni or or supreme or whatever I felt like at the time. And then I was get a big old soda and just sit there and just eat and play, dude. Um, oh, so, man. oh, that was the best. I mean, Wait. I felt like such a pig, but oh man, you were still young and you yeah, you, you're young, you, man. Don't you, you at all. <laughs> I remember when I used to eat like that, bro. I didn't give a fuck. I really do. And the thing is, is that when you're young, it's okay to eat like that. As a matter of fact, it's encouraged to eat like that because you get bigger, right? And that's great if you're trying to bulk up. I mean, and then and now you do it, and you're like, you, you feel like hell. You feel like yeah, you're you having a hangover like, no. the next day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But oh, I remember man. I used to do that, and then sometimes I'll go to Starbucks if I want to, like, pull, a, like, a 24. Because, like, I used to be that guy where, like, I'll be playing almost 24 hours straight. Because, you know, I, like I told you before, um, I'll, I'll pay the $24, and I'll, I'll almost make it. Sometimes I did, but I'll just, like, 22 hours straight just fucking gaming. So I'll go get myself a pizza, some soda, some Starbucks, and I'll just sit there and just game, 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 game. And I used to play uh, a lot of Gary's Mod, a lot of Left 4 Dead. Um, my other games were, um, I loved Company of Heroes. Do you ever play Company of Heroes or no? Uh, Company of Heroes was like kind of like a top-down. Uh, yeah, it was top-down. It was like it a was strategy like, board game. Yeah, it was like an RTS. It was turn-based. No, it wasn't. Right, no, it was. It was like it was top down RTS, but it was like squad based, right? Yeah, it was squad based. You, you had to get your yeah. squad, and you had to get your resources, and then you, you, it's. It was, well, you know, it was during World War Two, 
he'd be the Americans or the Germans or whatever, British. Yeah, um, and fully destructible environments so you can command. Oh tanks. yeah, I love that. Because you can put your, your soldiers in a building and you like you can have them hide up there. And uh you can have them like the whole objective of the game was to collect enough resources and uh enough uh flags or bases, outposts actually they were called. And uh, okay. so the whole point of the game was to collect as much outposts or or to de uh, defeat the enemy's base. So um, I used to love capturing the uh, the outposts and just have my soldiers up there in the buildings and just hide up there and shoot whoever comes by. But it was so funny because whenever the enemy would send out a tank, the tank would just fucking just demolish that building, and I just had to watch in horror as my men just die in the building. <laughs> And you're Man. trying to have them run out and retreat, but a lot of times the building's falling apart and your soldiers just doesn't want to listen. I lost many good men playing that game. <laughs> I, I, damn. I remember uh, watching people play that game and just watching the, the, the environment. Because, like, for at the time, the only game, like, the only RTS that I really got into was Command & Conquer Generals. Oh, and Command & Conquer was good, that, too. Yeah, it was great, but it was not, like, as like realistic as company heroes just watching people play companies heroes was just like whoa that was some yeah, company heroes I, I loved like like you said the terrain would just get bombarded with like you know either uh tank shells or even like from uh, uh airplanes dropping bombs i mean it was it was like at the time you're like you felt like you're actually at war <laughs> you felt like you're in there with your, with your brothers Fighting the Nazis. <laughs> Damn. You know, okay. Uh, not to deviate too much, but there's this strategy game that I think you'll be uh, interested in. It, it's called Executive uh, Decision, right? I think that's what it's called. Now I'm, I'm typing it down right now. Executive Decision Game. Oh, let me see. Uh... I guess not. I guess I guess that's I guess that's the wrong game. I'm I'm looking it up right now. All right, so basically this is a really cool RT, RTS. Matter of fact, it's an RTS first person shooter hybrid. Oh really? Yeah. Um it plays okay, when you first start off, yeah, it's called Executive Assault. Yeah, the Executive Assault and there's a second one called executive executive assault 2 so i'm gonna i'm gonna they're, they're they're even though one is sequel they're both very different from each other so for the first executive assault it's kind of like um you play as these major corporations right uh and um each person has like a, a corporation and you play as the ceo of the mega corporation so you start off each game you start off in the office of this building of the HQ, right? And it's like first person and you, you can walk around, right? But you cannot, uh, in order to like start, really start the game, you have to sit down in your desk. And when you sit down at your desk, the, the game transforms into like a top-down RTS style. So you, you start building the buildings and you start collecting resources and you can build your units, right? But you can also upgrade uh, like the the inside security of your base and you're like why am i upgrading the inside security of your base well in order to attack in order to win the game what you have to do is basically 
uh, take out the other CEO, personally take out the other CEO. It's not enough that you take over all the resources and you destroy the unit, you know, the units and whatnot. But uh, you have to actually go inside the base of the other uh, of the other um, of the other faction and personally like kill the CEO. So you can do you can usually do this by sending like your your soldiers or your ground troops inside. So the other guy, if if the if your guys are swarming the other uh, the other players HQ, they have to like probably they probably have to have their own troops inside the base, or they have to like log off their uh, heads up display and go into first person and defend themselves right from your troops. So it's pretty cool. Oh, That's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. And then uh, you can take over any unit and play first person uh, that way. So like you'll you'll have like a fight going on, and you can like take over a tank or take over a plane. It's really cool, man. And uh, dude, I'm telling you, it it's it it explains it to you. It's a little difficult, but and it doesn't do you, it justice. Yeah, once uh once you um actually like uh play it then you understand you're, you're gonna and, have to send me a leak so I'm, or send me fact, the information we're, we're if, hey if you uh, if you have nothing going on after this let's let's uh let's do a let's play it's pretty fun man okay yeah i mean after this uh uh let me know and then i, I can see if my computer can run it <laughs> yeah and as you know to trust me your computer can run it it's a my my laptop is basically like a potato uh, uh, with wires in it, so it's pretty. It, it runs pretty smoothly. And Executive Assault Two plays a little bit like that, but instead of a base on like on a planet or whatever, it's spaceships. So you have to grow your spaceship, and then you can board other spaceships, uh, and have like a like boarding party, and you have you know you have the it goes first person shooter that way. So it's pretty oh, cool, okay. but the the first one is is really fun. But yeah, that uh that that was my a little um sidebar for Executive Assault. It's a fun game. I was gonna say it sounds like we're getting advertised by the company that uh, makes it. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I'm pretty. It's not even a company. It's like one dude, I think. Whatever. Oh, it was like an indie game. Yeah. Oh, I know a lot, a lot of them, like they don't get enough respect. I mean, some of them are just really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, um, uh, remember that? Well, let's, let's go back to Netfrags. Yeah, yeah. One time, I know we kind of, kind of went off the beaten path. <laughs> yeah. We and, have. Uh, they were talking about, uh, executive assault. Um, no, I remember that one time years ago, when we all went to Netfrags and you came up with this wild story, this wild character, his name was Time Cop. Oh, man, that, Time Cop. Time yeah, I remember Cop. Time Cop. How could you ever forget something like Time Cop? <laughs> well, well tell, tell the people what Time Cop was and how you created him. I, I honestly, I don't know what, what, what led to Time Cop's creation, but we, we were getting out of Netfrags and I was like super wasted, and I like I don't know like we were talking about time travel or something. I don't know what led to the conversation, but me neither. I can't that, remember either. That's we were talking about time traveling, 
and I was just thinking like of uh I think we were we were talking about like um different like people in time and everything and how the smallest thing like butterfly effect you know like the smallest action can change the course of history and I was just like you know there's so many problems in in in, in the past you know but what if there was like an omnipotent just uh, a, a, a for a, a, some kind of jurisdiction that could contr- like contain it all that can that can project justice throughout all of time so for th- I think that was the concept that birthed time cop now time cop all right time cop he uh he's very trigger happy all right time cop dispenses justice indiscriminately time cop he uh he's kind of a shoot first ask questions later kind of character so basically we were talking about like dinosaurs or and like the first humans on earth right and like you know it's crazy that humanity evolved you know over time that at one point our ancestors were walking alongside the dinosaurs and it's crazy how like you know the, the dinosaurs didn't eat our ancestors but then i interjected and i said you know it's you know it's because the dinosaurs were idiots and they didn't have guns but tom cobb he could just show up and he could just uh just like straight up shoot our ancestor in the face <laughs> and then you guys looked at me and you're, you're like all right, okay, um, we, I don't know what that was all about. And then you guys are talking about, you guys went from um, from dinosaur time to like, I don't know, Renaissance time, right? And in a Renaissance time, you know, uh, people, you know, they were making beautiful paintings and everything. And it's like, and you, you guys were like, you know, it's crazy. Like, uh, even though the Renaissance was known for like the artists, it's like not, it, if you really like boil it down, there weren't too many artists that really like survived the renaissance and when i mean survive like their art didn't carry over like we all we know like a lot of renaissance painters but we don't know all of them so imagine all the renaissance painters of the time that were like forgotten and i was like yeah it's because time caught didn't like their artwork he literally showed up and he was like your art is a crime and he shot them in the face it's a and crime then, against time and space. A, yeah, it was a it was a crime against time and space, and he shot them <laughs> for it, and that's why they they're not known. And you guys were like, uh, okay, all right, all right. And then um, the Dark Ages, you know, uh, you guys were like, you know, what if there was like a king, a king that was like really powerful, and he took over all the land, you know? It, it, the Dark Ages, they were all fragmented. There was not, there wasn't, there wasn't you know, any unity. But if there was like one major force, it could easily like take over like the fragmented, uh, you know, kingdoms pretty easily. And I was like, yeah, but that wouldn't be allowed because Time Cop would just show up and he would just straight up shoot who whoever the king was. And and as a matter of fact, Time Cop, I think he's responsible for a lot of assassinations throughout history. Uh, time what, cop. What, what, what is, did JFK, what did JFK do? That time cop had to come and interfere. Okay, you gotta understand is that everything is a cover up, and that to, time cop, time cop, he he shows up and he deems things criminal or incriminal. So 
man, okay. So we have to really start from the beginning. So Abraham Lincoln, he was assassinated, right? He he cut he he really did. He 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 uh he uh this is gonna be hot take, people. <laughs> oh god. I, yeah. I, I, I'm feeling this is gonna be horrible. All right. Okay. Tom Cobb. You, you had to start with a very controversial figure and his assassination, huh? I really okay. Tom Cobb, you know, it was it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't it wasn't Booth who killed it kill Lincoln people. It was Time Cop who killed Lincoln. All right. Time Cop showed up and he put a bullet in the back of Lincoln's head. Why he did this? Because Lincoln already broke the status quo. All right. America was supposed to be splendid too. But Lincoln prevented that and Time Cop had to come in and he had to do his duty. All right. Time Cop, uh, I think uh, a higher forces had to commission Time Cop to go in there and take out. Abraham Lincoln before Abraham Lincoln could, could do any damages. All right, the the the, the next the next uh, assassination attempt by by Time Cop. Time Cop would just show up. I think he took out JFK. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Time Cop took out JFK. The reason why he took out uh, JFK is because the um, America was supposed to go into nuclear conflict. All right, because of the failure of the Civil War. Um, and 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 uh, the reunification of the Union, uh, other forces had to somehow uh, fragment uh, the United States. So they sent in Time Cop because they uh, they they saw JFK as a threat. He prevented the Cuban Missile Crisis, and this was this was this was this was not out of their plans. You know they had not foreseen a president actually doing his job. So they had to send in time cop, and uh, you know all the uh, all the footage you see, it's all it's all fake. It's like the NASA space landing, you know. It's it's all it's all uh, Hollywood shit. Stanley Kubrick, he did that, right? Amazing job, by the way. I so know. Time... You, you didn't see any wires or anything. He, he did an amazing job. <laughs> yeah. So uh, time cop actually showed up. Uh, he uh, he actually. Um, materialized right in front of the car that JFK was in. He uh, he hijacked the car, still with uh, JFK and his wife. He uh, drove it out, drove out of town, uh, kept on driving, drove into a secluded forest, and uh, he uh, uh, executed both of them. Right. So so what about the video that we saw where only he got shot? Was that was that also Hollywood film? Oh, oh, that's all Hollywood, man. That was that's uh, all Hollywood? CGI, too. Yeah, CGI back in the sixties. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a lot of a lot of the technology that we have now has existed forever. It's because Time Cop he he takes stuff from the future and he he sells it in the past to black market. It's all thanks to Time Cop. I'm telling you, I was really wasted. I was really wasted. <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, the Time Cop, amazing idea. But it can only come from a mind that's not all there. You gotta feed. You gotta feed me. Okay, how it works is this: is that you guys kept on feeding me scenarios, and I would just interject that time cop showed up and <laughs> killed whoever it is. So you gotta throw me a historical scenario. This is how time okay. cop works. Okay, okay. Let, let me let me try to think of one. So who yeah. built the pyramids? Who built the pyramids? Well, yeah. okay. So the Egyptians originally built giant spheres, right? 
and the giant okay. spheres were actually uh, transport devices. What it was is that it was a giant sphere that moved around throughout the desert, and this is how they were able to transverse the, the, the vast plains of sand. But this was seen as a threat by the higher-ups, so they sent Time Cop in, and Time Cop basically assassinated the architect, the head architect of the spheres, and um, he uh, replaced the plans for the spheres and uh, had them as as uh, giant pyramids really? instead, right? So instead of going anywhere, they went nowhere. Actually, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Okay, next one. Yeah, they're, 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 they're too dangerous. They had to stop them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, how, how about the oh, Great Wall oh, of China? Oh, by the way, by the way, by the way, uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, yes. all, the, all the mummies that you find in the pyramids? Yeah. Those are all um, um, the people that Time Cop assassinated. He, 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 um, he, he wanted to, um, you know, fool us in the future. He's like, yeah, the, these were great men. They were pharaohs. No, no. Even no, no, though they no, no. weren't. No? No, no, no. It's oh. a warning to all of us. It's a warning to never build a, a floating spear in the middle of the desert? Yeah, it was a rolling spear. It rolled. A rolling spear. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the Great Wall of China was built yeah. to contain Space Cop. But in, see, you see, it was a, it was, the Great Wall of China it was actually uh, just starting. So the, the Great Wall of China that you see right now is actually just the foundation. They were trying to uh, cover the entirety of China uh, uh, in a giant uh, box, right? So they were starting with one wall. He got he, he, he got hold of this and he stopped it before they were able to build one side. So that's why it's just one giant wall. But it's not even a wall. It's just like the, the bottom of the wall. And the Mongolians were really time cop. Yeah, no, uh, no, the the Mongolians, uh, the Mongolians, they were like, okay, time cop, he could just take us all out. So we're gonna be on time cop's good side, and we're just gonna harass the Chinese, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's basically, that's what happened. I was there. You, you were there. How were you there? Yeah. Where were you? Were uh, his deputy? <laughs> Yeah, someone has to take notes. <laughs> you, you're a little errand boy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next one. You got. You gotta throw me another historical scenario. Oh, okay. Then let me try to think of something that. Ah, uh, let me try to think. Okay, who painted the Mona Lisa? Was it really Leonardo da Vinci? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was Leonardo da Vinci. He painted Mona Lisa, right? Okay. But you have to understand is that uh. He also had a gun point at his head when he was painting Mona Lisa. You see, Mona Lisa was actually uh, the uh, the the daughter of a high-ranking. Um, uh, I don't want I don't want to divulge too much information, but uh, Mona Lisa was actually an, an extraterrestrial being, right? She was. And um, during 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 this during this time, aliens had landed on Earth. And they they wanted to they wanted to um, come peacefully and introduce themselves onto humans, right? Time cop couldn't allow this. You see, um, there's a conspiracy where uh, humanity is supposed to integrate itself with the greater galactic community. You know, like you know, in Star Wars, they have like the, the galactic senate where it's not only humans but it's other aliens, and they all go together right to have like a like a little government 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, of course, I remember. I, 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 Cop, I remember the little ETs also. <laughs> yeah. See, you see, uh, Time Cop. Time Cop is he's kind of like a a, a zen, uh he's xenophobic, so he can't allow this. He can't have humans. So so he's a racist, in, huh? Yeah, yeah, he's a humanist. He's a hyper humanist. Yeah. So, um, Leonardo uh, da Vinci was commissioned to to create a portrait of uh, of the most beautiful alien, right? And he was paying her, but Tom Cod showed up. He was like, "Fuck this!" Puts a a gun to Leonardo da Vinci's head. He's just like, "You can paint her, but you paint her as a human." And that's what Leonardo da Vinci did. He painted this alien as a human. That's why Mona Lisa looks so strange. You know? That's why she has no eyebrows. If you, if you were yeah, noticed, she has no eyebrows. Exactly. You see, he he uh, he was going to put the eyebrows, but Time Cop got impatient and um, uh, assassinated Leonardo da Vinci and uh, had a, uh, installed a puppet Leonardo da Vinci instead. Oh, he also assassinated the alien girl, too. Well, I, was gonna, I was just going to ask that. What happened to the alien girl? Oh, she's dead. He put a bullet between her brain. <laughs> so right. now, 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 now we have an idea what time cop is. Yeah, he, time he, cop. He, he's this, this, this. What, what would you describe him as? He's just a cop. He's literally a regular ass cop, uh, a cop that just you find off the street. You know, just like <laughs> a regular cop. There's nothing like sophisticated about him. He doesn't have like a a, a laser gun. He doesn't have like a like a secret like device that allows him. He's just a regular cop that can just walk in and out of time. He has a regular ass standard issue pistol. He has a regular baton. He wears aviators. He's got like a a, a mustache. Uh, likes to eat donuts. He's just like you know, like Chief Wigan type of cop. So 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 just... if you saw him walking down the street, you'll never know he's time cop. No no exactly. He blends in and blends out. Even in like the Middle Ages, if you like, feel like for some reason people just don't bat eye. He's time cop. He he he's everywhere and nowhere at once. I I love how this this all powerful being, he's just using a standard nine millimeter police issued pistol. <laughs> he, listen, he's not an all powerful being. He's oh, he's not. Doing, he's just doing his job, Ser- serve the public. <laughs> Man. I, I mean th- this is this, this is all this is all just too much to take. I mean this is insane. Yeah. I mean you've experienced it all. So I mean you you know firsthand. But my little human brain, oh man. I mean just trying to think of Time Cop and what he's done to I don't know I don't know if it's any good for the human race, but it's not like he's kind of going against the human race, but I guess it was for the greater good, I guess. It's for the greater good. You wouldn't know it until it until it all falls into place falls into place look at it this way you know it, he's t- he he's one step ahead he he knows what's up <laughs> yeah throw me another scenario for time cop uh, okay okay one more scenario okay. um i'm trying to think so you know you remember back in the 70s when our parents were probably little kids uh you remember that that, that toy they had pet rock mm-hmm. Pet rock, yeah. Yes. So, so what what did Time Cop have to do to allow the human race to create Pet Rock? Uh, pet rocks were actually uh, uh, there are these alien parasites, right, that fed off negative emotions 
that uh, that children get off, right? So they're actually beneficial for children. He was trying have- to save, yeah. He was trying to save humanity by implementing pet rock. How so? How can we don't have them anymore? Was do we evolve in a way that we didn't need anymore? So it turns out that the the pet rocks, they uh they started to rebel, and instead of feeding off negative energy, they started uh reflecting the negative energy back. So that's why a lot of the kids that had pet rocks, they they ended up becoming really depressed later on. Re- that's why a lot of them they realized that they had pet rocks, and they realized that their parents didn't love them. And and, and uh yeah uh yeah that the the uh, negative energy was amplified, and it and it caused a lot of caused a lot of these children to. Uh, yeah. So, so, so that, that explains Jeff Bezos. Yeah, he had a, he had a, unfortunately he had a, a pet rock. He was actually one of the first kids to have a pet rock. He has all the money in the world, but he he's not happy. No, no, he's not. He he actually kind of looks like a pet rock, actually, if you look at him in a certain way. Yeah, you see, uh, the pet rocks once they've uh once they've they reflected enough a, a negative energy, they've weakened the human child. And to the point where they actually, um, uh, you've ever seen scanners? No, I haven't. Okay, well, in the I end, don't know scanners, what that is. oh, so scanners like a David Cronenberg movie where it's like uh-huh. psychics, right? So, in the end of the movie, one of the psychics, well, the two of the psychics, they have like a psychic battle, right? And like, uh, one of them basically, he like psychologically, like, he telekinetically, uh, takes over another person's body. So he like he he like destroys his own body, but by doing that, his conscious goes into the other person's body and takes it over. So that's what the that's what the pet rock did. It destroyed the human uh, the, the the human child's um, mind and replaced it with its own. Oh damn! I actually had to see that movie. That movie sounds insane. Oh, it's really fucking insane, man. Oh man, it's great. There's there's head explosions and everything. What year did it come out? Uh, like I think 1983, or oh, that was an older movie. Oh yeah, dude, it's great though. It's great. Uh, very iconic. Very iconic. Well, let me see. Scanners came out. Uh, 1981. 1981. I think Video Drone was like 1983. Let me see that. Video Drone is another great David Cronenberg movie. Video Drone is about um, it's like a TV show that uh gives off signals. That can uh, like uh, alter like your body. It's all body horror shit, right? You you're gonna you're gonna have to like send me links. So I'm gonna I send you. To, I'm gonna so send you know fucking to links. Movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to expand your mind. I've already expanded your mind. I've already expanded, already expanded our viewers' minds with Time Cop. I know. Uh, you, you, by you the way, you broke now that you know time. News. Now that you've learned about Time Cop, none of you guys are safe. Um, if you just listen to this, you're not safe. You're already on time cops uh, hit list. Your time is uh, your time is dwindling. Uh, he's basically like the Grim Reaper. Your 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 time is not listed on his. Yeah, schedule. he literally he literally shows up and he's just like, I'm time cop, and your time's up. And he and he'll shoot. And you. he's like, bang. <laughs> Right between yeah. the eyes. <laughs> right between the eyes. Always right between the eyes. Always. I mean, he, he's had so many centuries and, and eons to practice that. I mean, he's so good. 
You don't even see him pull the trigger. He's no. so bad. No way. Oh, and also, uh, they also made a documentary over Time Cop, and it starts uh, uh, John Claude Van Damme. It came out in 1994. It's it's not an action movie. It's actually a documentary. Oh, I'm gonna have to see that. You send me yeah. a link. That's another link. Yeah, send me. Yeah, but, but, but if I watch this this documentary, will I further extend my knowledge? Oh yes, it 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 it, it, it it'll keep you up on on things. I'll, I'll never sleep again. <laughs> There's no sleeping when you know There's that no time, cop, time cops. He, he's out. Right. He's out doing his job. Yeah. 